You're listening to Passion Pod 12 with George Hamilton. You are a filmmaker. Take me right back to when you first developed an interest in film. From a kid, really. Always wanted to do it. I mean, I guess the first evidence of this, apart from obviously watching lots of films, would be with tiny little action men. I used to make massive setups with, like, glue and sellotape and photograph it, which obviously is a one-stage thing, but with boats. And on a very basic level, you have your own imagination when you read a book and you imagine what you see. And kind of film does that, and that's not to knock in any way theatre, which I really love and, you know, interests me. And obviously, as kids, first experience normally is acting when you at school you do that and you're in plays and then I did a history degree so not in film eight weeks after I graduated I got on a plane and went to New York and then did a film course for a year there which gave me the basics of the filmmaking process and then worked for another year and a half out there before returning to the UK and setting up again back here I guess it's harder as well to access film when you're younger because of the money I guess involved in film I think that would definitely be true and certainly was the case you know, with us growing up. I mean, you can always use a, you know, a video camera or something like that, but producing something of quality, and that's really the change in that the last three years, which I think is an exciting time for film with the advent of the DSLR technology, higher-end digital film cameras coming into a, a more accessible production reality for low-budget filmmakers, that you can now, with less money, make something of much higher quality. On the one hand, the plus is it democratises it, and then on the other hand, like any fool with a DSLR camera thinks they're a filmmaker sometimes, and that's not to say we shouldn't do that. It makes your job yeah. harder in a way. You've got to well, differentiate yourself. Yeah, I mean, in, in this sort of in the narrative filmmaking sense, not really, because narrative film is narrative film. I mean, it kind of either a story works or it doesn't. It doesn't matter on the budget. I mean, an obvious example you take, you know, people always use it, but something like Blair Witch Project is as engaging if you want to look at something like kind of like Lawrence of Arabia. You, yeah. On a business level, as in like doing sort of corporate stuff, fashion stuff, that you do that pays primarily. With the technology, there's a lot more competition. People undercut. That brings very neatly on to talking about the two tranches that you are involved in. So you're the founder of Sentinel, which predominantly does narrative film. How is that born? Well, I set up Sentinel a long, quite a long time ago. What we were focused on was narrative film, and for that, that basically means drama. And we've now... There's six short films that have been under the Sentinel banner. I've directed three of them, and I've uh, either produced or been a producer on the other three. I mean, I'm a director. It's been great working on the other projects previously in the producing role. Wonderful experience and great to work with everyone, but uh, now I'm just focused on the, on the directing and... But I'm doing very well at it, might I say. To share, it's not to embarrass you, but let's a bit. So Corner Shop, your most recent one, has just won at the European Independent Film Festival. You just won Best European Dramatic Short. Yes, really exciting, and I'm sure people say that, you know, that thing's like completely surprised, but it was completely surprising. I mean, we, we was in Paris, which is always a good place to be, so so went up and uh, not normally lost for words. I, uh, yeah, I had to probably thank the wrong people, but... Those accolades, you know, you know, they must really help in your progression of a production house or... Absolutely. To be back to what you were saying at the beginning about how everyone's making films, to have some awards under your belt is, can only be a brilliant thing. Uh, yeah, it's, it's great. Having any awards or anything like that really helps your career develop because ultimately people feel more comfortable with supporting your projects if they can see evidence that you're capable. 
And one of the things that is quite, say, with filmmakers, you know, it's very important that you have to really keep always pushing a film forward. I still went to the last film festival for the water, and that's something we shot in 2009. And Corner Shot has started its festival run in January with the Salon de Refusé at the London Short Film Festival. Then went to the Bermuda Film Festival, and then it's just been in Paris, and we've actually just found out we're in the London United Film Festival, which is screening down in Barra on the Sunday at the Queen's Jubilee. So, and we'll be pushing, living with Corner Shop for you know another year, another two years. How do you find that yourself, managing the balance of pushing the projects that you've done, like you just explained, and also developing your new projects? That is quite a challenge, I imagine. It's a massive challenge, actually. It's probably the challenge. And with the factor that until you reach a certain point, basically, making feature films, like short film, short drama, it's a labour of love. It's very difficult to, in any way for them to be monetized. It's, it's the balance. I mean, without being whatever about it, it's a yin and yang thing, if you want to see it like that, of moving forward all the project with your career and doing enough to put food on the table. And hopefully nice food on the table, not, you know. Um, but that's where your work here comes in, at VCL. Your work here is predominantly paying more of the bills. Oh, it pays all of my bills. Well, I'm the creative director here, which is a production company, and we're based in Hoxton Square, and it's been in existence for the last 28 years, working with a wonderful range of top-tier clients, so corporate, fashion, commercials, music videos. They've done a lot of stuff, and it's great working with them. I started working as a freelance director, and I came on board last year. We've just done a rebrand and a relaunch of the whole company website. You're sitting in the uh, in the brand new office uh, on a very jazzy new chair, might I say? On a very jazzy new chair. Something I saw really cool recently from you and your work here was the fig leaves viral. Yes, yes, we did this uh, for Fig Leaves, the underwear, their poster campaign for Christmas was trending on Twitter and they wanted to do something quick, so basically we devised in-house here, so then we went down on the tube with them and shot them for that, which was great. Do you find that both different tranches of what you're doing feed into each other? As we spoke about, yeah, Sentinel is also based out of here, which is great for it to have a home after years when it didn't, and uh, anything that I do builds to your experience I mean that's the thing it's not it's not like I'm off doing anything else I mean I'm obviously there are different skills to whether you're directing say a narrative or a music video or a fashion film or a corporate whatever you're doing but you're directing and all of that feeds into each other and you learn new tricks new things or quite frankly you know you fuck different stuff up and you know then, then you learn for the other one it's a hard uh, one that's yeah. the reality <laughs> So tell me what, we talked earlier about the biggest challenge being, well, one of the biggest things was time management. Mm. I imagine funding is quite a big challenge. Yes. Funding is always an issue, particularly in narrative film, but the advantage is, is that there is always a network of eager and experienced and fantastic people who want to help at all levels of their careers. I mean, certainly the last two films I've made... Name dropping for a reason to illustrate the story rather than for any other reason. But, well, excuse me. But they were both mixed by. They're a duo of Oscar winning sound mixes. They won for Slumdog Millionaire. One of them did it for the reward, and then and there's lovely, lovely people based at Pinewood. And they had a slot each time, a day or two in between big features, and they let us come in. And so we mixed it in the theatres there. And But yeah, people are willing to help, is what I'm trying well, to that's say. That's a great example you know, of that. Yeah, if, if you're passionate. 
about Pain, it's not even Pain you see these. You get a little tally of them. It's a shame it's not filmed because they would see the Passion Point t shirt that I'm wearing. Yeah. That's the best. Maybe we should get them made for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you kind of need three things, right? You need some money to get to a certain level. You just do. Even if it's not very much, but you need the right people and the right team. And then you ultimately need to put in a lot of time. It really is a team making exercise. Getting your team of people together making sure that everyone's on the same page everyone's understanding the common vision the goal and then it allows the forum for everyone to make all the best suggestions because everybody in their department is doing the best for their job and as a director hopefully they are doing it to share your vision and they share it and they're enhancing it and we're all going together pooling it into something that becomes the film and if you can get everyone working for the film that's when really exciting stuff happens yeah, what about your inspiration? What inspires you? It's really like the shade of grey that makes us human and like it's not black or white. You know, no one is wholly good, no one is wholly bad. People have very different attitudes or motivations to make films and I wouldn't comment on anyone else's or it's simply why I choose to make them. What makes us do our things, how we relate to each other, is really what I love to explore. What I really hope and seek to deal with in making films in this country is that there's a type of filmmaking in between the period drama and the gritty council estate. Not that the uh, makers of these films aren't great or the films aren't great themselves. It's just kind of not necessarily something I'm massively uh, interested in at this point. I think it's very interesting because so much of what we see is an extreme Mm -hmm. of what we watch and actually having watched especially Corner Shop and... It's very real. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, with Corner Shop, it was amazing to work with both wonderful actors, and particularly with Anatole Youssef, who's a, just an amazing actor and a complete inspiration for me as a director to work with them, just to, to learn, to be inspired, to like have someone who's such a, a master of their craft, which is what he is, is, you know, it, it's fantastic. And ultimately, it, had to be, it did have to be believable because... That particular film, the whole reason why it can speak to someone, hopefully not provide polemic because it's not polemic, but it can raise questions and issues, is because it's truthful. What I think is very important that with film, like good books, good theatre, you make the audience work. It's a terrible habit that some of our worst commercial, uh, overly commercialised films... They no longer require the audience to do any thinking or assume that they have a brain, which is a shame. So, yeah, have a trusted brain. It's risky, though, because ultimately you get them to work. They might not like it. My love, one question I really like to ask people is if you were advising someone who was thinking about making films or was interested in getting into it, would you have any advice you know, that you wish someone had told you the first time round? I think, first of all, don't be put off by doing it. You know, you will find with a lot of people in the film industry, be they directors, producers, writers, whoever they are, they often have done other things first. I mean, I, I remember when I very started running in a production house like, years ago, there was a director there who had decided to leave after three years of being a lawyer and was now a director. It was great. You know, it just doesn't matter. So don't be put off, for starters. Put it this way, if you want to get involved in filmmaking and you want to get on a set, there's a website called Shooting People, which... It's a huge resource for us. You know, like say I was shooting a short film tomorrow, hopefully I would know a large majority, but if I wanted someone else or I'd advertise we're shooting a short film, there's always people shooting, always people making stuff. You need runners, drivers, assistants, 
It's very easy to get experience. And that's the key. Is that the kind of thing you're saying? Is to just get as much experience as you can? Yeah, or, you know, what element it'll do. But if you start doing something, then you quickly find out what you might do. As I understand it, most people start wanting to either be a director or a producer. Because that's all they really know about. They don't realise the bits that they're suited to. Yeah, no, you, you find your way. Or like someone up next door who's working on producer here, you know, like he produces commercials, music videos, adverts. When he does TV and film work, he's normally a location manager. So even when you're sort of established as he is, I also just think, you know, in the nicest way, just do it. Uh, you, you can go and pick up a camera, you can rent cameras now and go and shoot stuff. Or if you want to say, I want a real change, you can go and do a course and learn the practicals of filmmaking or I'm sure you know someone knows someone who knows someone who does something on a film film crews are big and wide you can normally find someone go and assist them just be aware that it is tough but then that's no reason not to do it and people sometimes say that I think is an excuse if it's something that you've always had a passion for just do it you've been listening to Passion Pod 12 with George Hamilton